0: everybody welcome to coffee chat with Camille um, we have a wonderful topic it is what does it mean to embrace your newfound culture with Richard Akinyemi. me Richard is a visceral connections coach his inspirational book found found my people is a testament to how passionate he is about connecting all who will to, will to the culture in their DNA. He believes that each disconnected African descendant can have a relevant... Sorry, hold on, everyone. <laughs> okay, can have a revelation day that will enrich their lives and be nothing short of transformational. You can go to foundmypeople.com in order to purchase the book. The benefits of reading this inspirational book is to learn the power of knowing your complete identity. Reject the lies of yesterday. Embrace the greatness in your DNA. Get answers to questions like, is there any proof that melanated people are exceptional? Why are we the only Group in the USA that has had so many names to describe us: Negro, Colored, Black, African American, and now BIPOC. Okay, so let's get Richard in the studio. I'm so excited! I believe he's here. So let's see here. There we are. Hello, Richard. Hello. Hi, welcome. Thank you
1: so much.
0: Yes, uh, uh, Richard, you, uh, you just sound like a little bit far away, and there's a little static, that's all.
1: Okay, how about now? Is it better?
0: Yes, 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 perfect, yes. Okay. okay, so I'm so thankful to have you here, and uh, this is a very interesting topic, and it looks like a wonderful book that you've authored. Uh, we're right now just going to go ahead and get into the interview so that the audience can get to know you better and know... You know what your message is, so and how did you <laughs> How did you overcome life-threatening health issues?
1: Okay, uh, this one is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I, uh, if, if you whenever you get your blood work done, the little area called creatine is the one that tells you how your liver is doing, and so it should be 1.4 or less in january of 2019 my creatine at my physical was 1.21 so everything's okay there all chip-shaped. but when i went to uh, nigeria in 2013 you have to have certain travel injections that they recommend and when i got those something disagreed with me and actually damaged my kidneys and my liver and when i got to nigeria uh, it's manifested, and my creatine went up to 4.94, which medical professionals will tell you is chronic kidney disease stage 4. Uh, then they'll also tell you that chronic kidney disease, when it whatever level it gets to, they say you can't reverse back, but you can, you know, if you do the right things, you can maintain, but you just can't reverse back. And so uh, if we go back to 2016, a guy has actually given me a prophetic word about, Strengthening my body, in the physical, and in the supernatural. And so when I got the diagnosis and prognosis about chronic kidney disease, stage four, and that they were saying, the doctor was saying I would have to be on dialysis for the rest of my life, and uh, I basically, after I listened to her, I said, that's not going to happen. I'm going to make a miraculous recovery. And she said, well, why do you say that? I said, well, because God gave me a prophetic word three years ago that He was going to strengthen me, and that the things that he had put in me were not just for my town and not just for my state. And he literally said, get ready to travel because you're going to be infinitely known. And I said, how can that be if I have to have dialysis? So I said, God is going to heal me. I said, he knew that this was going to happen when he told me that. And I can tell you, if, and I tell people when they see me, I said, if you've never seen a miracle, all you have to do is look at me because I would literally be dead if it wasn't for my faith in God, because not only was it chronic kidney disease day four, but my body also had sepsis, which, as you probably know, yeah. and so my doctor told me that if I had not changed, because in 2017, I totally changed my eating habits, which is, I call myself an organitarian. They don't really have a word for what I am because, you know, there's there's, there's vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, and then omnivore. But I'm in between the vegetarian and the omnivore I'm my organitarian, which is like an omnivore but only eating organic meats and things like that. And that caused me to lose about pounds. It made me stronger. And my doctor told me, he said if it had not been for that change, he said I would he said I really believe you would have died from all of this if you went through um, but I told that doctor in Nigeria, I said, I'm gonna make up the right to five days I'm gonna walk out of here, my creatine is gonna be back to one point two one. So two of the three things happened. I basically did make a record recovery. I did walk out of there, but my cadmium was not back down to 1.31. However, it had gone from 4.94 down to 3.4. So in other words, it dropped 1.5, and my doctor told me that in itself was remarkable. And I even have the medical records to prove what I'm saying. She put in the medical record that I made a remarkable recovery. And so it's taken three it's taken, you know, it's taken these years, four years now, but it, it took three years for it to get back down to where my wills got to normal. So I can say by the grace of God, what medical science said was impossible happened to me. I am a living, breathing, walking example of the miracle power of God.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And then do you believe a person's faith can make a difference in their life?
1: Oh, no doubt. Um, sometimes I, I taught a, a church years ago. I taught Sunday school for teenagers. And one of the things I told them, because they're on their phone all the time, I said, take your phones out. I said, I want you to put in your contacts a category that says master key verses. And so these are things that, you know, when the chips are down and, and life is beating up, these are the kind of things that you need to remind yourself who you belong to, what he told you, and that he's faithful. So one of those key master key verses is Numbers 23:19, And it says, "It says, for God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. Has he said something, and shall he not do it? Has he spoken, and shall he not surely bring it to pass? Uh, and another one is in Philippians chapter 4, which says, tells us to be anxious for nothing, but in all things, with specific requests and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God in this manner, and his peace which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. And then after you've given it to him, then he says, Now think on things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. And that those two verses are some of my master key verses, some of the You know some of the valleys of life that I've gone through. Those two verses, believing that God, He doesn't lie, I can trust Him. That it makes it made has made the difference, all the difference in my life. So, faith, your faith can definitely. The the devil will try to come after your faith, but your faith can definitely make a difference. Understand that God loves us with an everlasting love, and and it, it just really. It can bring, it'll it'll pull you through. It will pull you through. So my answer is absolutely 100% yes. (laughs) Yes,
0: yes. And then how has learning about your roots enriched
1: your mental state in life? Oh, my goodness. Um, You know, being uh, an African-American and growing up with all these different names, Black, Negro, now they now it's BIPOC. I don't know you you, you, you you probably know the new the new term is BIPOC, black indigenous people of color. That's the new chair they want us to sit in now. You know, it's like multiple yes. names of black people in America, right? But um that the, the, the fact that uh I learned and connected to my roots. I I once I learned what I was, you know, that, that I, on my mother's side on my on my mother's side I am Niger- on uh, On my father's side, I am Nigerian, Igbo, and Yoruba. And so I started to learn about these cultures. And I learned that the Nigerians and other Africans are the most educated people in America. I didn't know that mm-hmm. before I came my And that they are, as far as earning potential, the most successful group that has ever set foot—not just of immigrants, but including Caucasian people—and this is something we don't hear. You know, we've been told this narrative that uh, that that black is negative, and we are second class, and things like that, and all these things that in the past they said, "Well, if you're black, you couldn't do this, you couldn't you couldn't lead a corporation, you couldn't be a quarterback on a football team," and all of these lies. And that's one of the reasons why you see. <laughs> her rejected the lies. They're nothing but lies because the fact is we're exceptional. So connected to my roots, help me to understand this basic truth that I'm about to reveal. Number one, who are the most imitated people on the planet? All melanated people know it's us, whether it's African-Americans, Afro-Brazilians, Africans, afro Caribbean, wherever they are. Whatever group I have a name, if they're melanated, dark-skinned melanated, they are copies why because of the richness of our culture even the african-american culture being disconnected from the tribes in our dna we still have one of the richest cultures in the world because it's copied all over the place so anyone that copies you is saying hey i like what you do nobody copies what they don't like so the fact that they copy you means that you're exceptional but if you have had a 500 year negative history that everybody knows a stereotype and a lie told about you perpetually and consistently, but they still copy all of you, then that means you are super exceptional. So I tell people, we are super exceptional. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. We are super exceptional, and we need to understand.
0: Yes, yes, excellent, excellent. What is the significance of connecting to your ancestral roots?
1: The significance, this is the analogy I like to use for that. We all have looked up and seen the beautiful full moon. It's just beautiful, okay? But one of the things I realized that is when we see what we call the full moon, it's really only half the moon, the half that the sun is shining on. That full moon that we're looking at is only half of the moon. There's another size, just as big, That's dark, that we don't see. I said, what a perfect analogy for African-Americans. We have our rich African-American culture, which is Latin.
0: Hello, Richard. Let's see here. Something happened to I's Not sure what. Because right here. Maybe it's just his phone. Yeah, Richard is just making these outstanding points and uh, about the African American culture and African American African American heritage contributions to the U.S. and to the world. And so um, we basically have uh, just a couple more questions to go. So I'm just going to wait patiently and see um, if he's able to reconnect the call. Okay, so let me check in here. Just, it looks like it just dropped out of nowhere. Let's see here. Now I go here in the hold, the waiting room. Yeah, the call just dropped. That's interesting. I've never had that happen before. Um, but so far, these are very uh, powerful sentiments, very powerful facts. And we really need to get back to facts and also to raising the self-esteem of the the people that have, it's been indoctrinated that they should be mistreated due to um, the enslavement that had taken place. Um, And I just really want Richard to continue his trade of thought because this is an uplifting message to african-american people into the world that um they do need to consider and this is on a world scale uh stop mistreating the people of color and i don't mean all these other groups i'm talking specifically about african-american people or african people or people who are melanated because you know you can't you cannot control how you um are born and it's just a a world problem and one of the greatest sins of the world um, to not look after melanated people so one moment, let's see if we have richard here hi richard
1: <laughs> yeah, okay i guess this can going to call it on the phone
0: yeah, I do not know what that. happened. The call just dropped. I don't well, know that's what okay. happened. I mean,
1: it no like it still
0: connected, but you know Yeah, that was interesting. Technical but I just experiencing waited. experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> yes, yes. So we were on what is the significance of connecting to your ancestral roots.
1: Okay. Uh, the significance is when I look at the, when, I, when I found out that I was Fanti tribe of Ghana on my mother's side and Igbo and Yoruba on my father's side, it actually helped me to be able to start connecting to those cultures. You know, there are some DNA tests that just tell you the percentage. I just saw on Instagram where Shannon Sharp, the wide receiver and commentator, uh, the former wide receiver and now commentator, said that he, his test showed him 90% Nigerian. And it's great that he knows that he's probably mostly Nigerian, but the only problem with that kind of test is there's like over 300 tribes in Nigeria, and each one has their own different distinct culture. And so unless he does the one that tells him the tribe, it's just gonna be kinda of anecdotal and say, Hey, I know I'm Nigerian because it says ninety percent so I'm definitely, you know, mostly from Nigeria and that's wonderful. But he has to find out, you know, are you Igbo, are you Yoruba? Are you Fulani? Are you Hausa or some of the many other tribes? So there's Delta Igbos. there's so many different tribes. I just only know a few of them. And that actually allows you to connect to the culture. And connect you to the culture It can enrich your life in so many ways, some of the the, the cultural practices like the Yoruba naming ceremony that builds confidence in the child because every family that is at that child's naming ceremony, they will give that child a name that that family will call that child. No matter what the parents call that child, the name that the other families give the child is what they will call that child. All their life, so it's kind of like each family has like a part of ownership in that child, and it builds great confidence. And that's one of the reasons why you see such confidence in so many Nigerian people because they have this atmosphere of you are able to do anything, and they they really do have that. uh, and, and, And just imagine being. And raised up in that kind of rich environment, uh, that's that's what they that's part of the culture that they have. That's what I connected to when I learned my cultural connection.
0: Hey, thank you. That was excellent, excellent. And then, what what next steps should one take after learning their DNA connections?
1: Okay, so the first thing I say is to all of those people who are finding out. Congratulations, I'm excited for you, and I, I'm genuinely excited for every person that takes this journey to find out, uh, because the, to, to, to as, as in the analogy that I use of the full moon, to light up that dark side of the full moon, to understand, uh, it helps you. So the first thing you should do, I think you should do afterwards, is do some research, about the tribe that you've now found out has been with you all the time. Learn about that culture. If there are no people of that tribe around you, like, you know, close by, or maybe association, look and see if there's some groups or associations, because when I connected and when I learned that I was Nigerian, I joined the local Nigerian association. I let them know that I found out that I am Igbo in Yoruba, and they were so excited for me. And then I legally changed my name. Now, everybody might not legally change their name, uh, but but for me, it was something that I call it nullifying the legacy of enslavement because my last name was formerly one of the most common names in the United States. And I said, well, there must have been a lot of people that came off of that plantation because so many people have these names. You know, there's some like, common names like Jones, Smith, uh, Williams, Williams. Um, it this Johnson, I mean, there's just some names that you know there's so many of them. I mean, when I used to go to restaurants, I would give my first name because I felt like if I just gave my last name, somebody else would get my table uh because it was that common, <laughs> but at any rate um, so so that you know that aspect, you know, just having ownership because uh, and, and I'll tell you, and after we finish this question, I can tell them what my name means. You know, I, I tell them what each one means because I've taken a name from each tribe and what they mean. So the, the mm-hmm. in Africa, when they give you a name, it has meaning. And the Europeans say, you will live up to your name. They don't just give you, you know, let's see, I'm just going to name you a name. No, every, when you talk to Africans, you can ask them and say, What does your name mean? And they will be able to tell you what their name means. So all of this rich cultural significance. So first of all, do the research. Secondly, if it's possible to go there with somebody of that tribe, go to the place of your ancestral origins with somebody of your tribe. Spend at least two weeks. It's better to save and go two weeks than to say, okay, I know I can go, but I can only go seven days now. No. Wait a few more months save up the difference is going to be phenomenal because my first trip I went for 10 days and oh I wish I had had 20 days I wanted to get back it was six years before I could get back but I wanted to get back but ever since 2019 I have been back every year since and now I actually live in Ghana and so um. it, uh, the the so, the so the next steps are do do your research Find out about it. See if you can connect to the people of that tribe. Visit at least two weeks. And then I think from there, I believe they'll have the bug. I believe there will be, you know, <laughs> so many people that I've talked to that have done this are like, man, I want to I move to Africa. I mean, there's so many people that I know are either buying land, building houses, or even coming. It's like right now I live here, but I, I rent a flat here. Uh, but it's, okay. it's just I, I, it's almost hard to describe how it can enrich your life. I truly, truly believe that each person that wants to will have a transformational experience uh, if they will take the time to connect to their roots.
0: Excellent. Thank you so very much. That was powerful. And then uh, for the powerful and inspiring, for the last question, how do I add my ancestral culture to the culture I already know?
1: Okay, so this is one. Sometimes people have a little pushback. Sometimes you'll find some African Americans that are upset that you're connected to your, your ancestral roots. Uh, I have questions because like, I'm a Christian. I believe in, you know, uh, the, the the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, you know, people say, well, you found your roots. Are you still a Christian? Uh, have you gone back to, the you know, some ancestral religions and things like that? I said, yes, I'm still a Christian. What, what a lot of people are not aware of is uh, especially on on the book cover, there's some ancient there's some symbols. Those are actually ancient Adinkra symbols. And the symbol that's got three over the title of the same symbol, that symbol actually means the supremacy of God. Um, so you basically want to make sure that you're confident about it. Don't let anybody derail you. Uh, understand that this is a long time coming. Uh, when I when I went to uh, Nigeria in 2013, that was the first time in hundreds of years that anybody from my bloodline had been back on the African continent. And I, I had really a visceral experience. Uh, that's why I call myself the Visceral Connection Coach. It was a visceral experience standing there on Padagari Beach, the point of no return that my, my Igbo and Yoruba ancestors were violently taken away. and And I, and I felt, it was just like... So many people say the same thing it's like an emotional you know tears rolling down your eyes and, they, and some people think it's just you're thinking about it I think it's more than that I think the DNA that they had then is still in us now and when it gets back to that point I think it un, 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 you know it connects to the trauma and I think that's why we have that uh, emotional response or maybe it's even beyond mm-hmm. emotional I think it's a spiritual response actually that's what what I would say <laughs>
0: Yes, yes. All right. That is, this has been an absolutely eye-opening, very inspiring interview. I'm so thankful that you're Can here. Can I tell them
1: what my name means? And
0: yes, I wanted, I did want you to do that because we lost a little bit of time there. Yes, please do. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay, so let me quickly tell you, okay, so Richard is English, of course, <laughs> and I kept that because my old name was Rick, and so the people that knew me kind of made it easier for them. Well, I tell them, I'm just going to call you Rick. Okay, so my mother... You know, God love her. She knows of her cultural connections, but she's like, you're always going to be Rick to me, but you you know, she refuses to call me anything else. So, But <laughs> anyway, um, Kweku, Kweku is Ghanaian Fanti and, well, they're a tribe. Kweku means Wednesday born. And so uh, Richard Kweku, Kweku is Ghanaian, it, Fanti, it means Wednesday born, Ezagu. E-Z-E-A-G-U is Nigerian Igbo, it means King of Lions, and Akiyemi is Yoruba, and it means warrior king well-suited to power. So if someone says my name, what they're saying is Richard, powerful ruler, born on Wednesday, king of lions, powerful ruler, powerful ruler, ruler, um, well-acquainted to power.
0: Excellent, excellent. Oh, that is just magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Beautiful name. And so, um, <laughs> Richard, you. I you're welcome. Um, could you please just let me know what your favorite well let me in the audience know please, uh what your favorite coffee and or hot beverage is?
1: My favorite hot beverage is green tea. I have, I'm going to have to give you two, green tea and okay. elderberry tea. Both of wonderful. them extremely good Delicious. for you, uh, especially with uh, lemon and ginger and honey.
0: Lemon, ginger, honey. Got it. Thank you so very much for your input mm-hmm. there. And, again, I appreciate you. I am so thankful that you came on and spread this wonderful wisdom.
1: Thank and you I for inviting me. And
0: I get to share it. You're welcome. Such a pleasure. And um I'm just looking forward to uh people listening to this wonderful, powerful message about finding out about their ancestry and the importance of it to um you know, and also just the cultural uh heritage contributions that African Americans have made. So at any rate mm-hmm. I want to thank you. So many <laughs> I know, right? (laughs) So I just really want to thank you, and um, bye for now.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. So that was the magnificent Richard Akiyimeo. I know I'm not pronouncing that correctly, but he did, uh, in the interview, pronounce it and also give you the definition of his name, which is absolutely gorgeous. What does it mean to embrace your newfound culture? Okay, that is the name of this episode. You will be able to listen to it on all streaming platforms. I'm having a little hiccup with uh, Spotify, but hopefully we'll get that figured out. Okay. And then um, you can find a copy on coffeechatwithcamille.com. Okay? All right. Thank you guys all for listening. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Richard. It was such a pleasure. Bye for now, everyone.
1: For the ones who get it done,